they love to hear what Jordan is saying. You know, he, he gives really great content for those of you that are joining in mid-sentence, letting you know that uh, this is uh, a webinar with Jordan Bain, who is uh, he's a general manager and he's the owner of his uh, own business that uh, helps real estate agents get more listings and make more sales using social media. And uh, he is now a regular on our, our real estate community. He is a regular for our real estate uh, gym members. Your content is very well absorbed. It's relevant. It's practical. And um, the topic, and I know that you're you're going to really enjoy talking about this today because you just told me off air this is one of your favourite uh, subjects. Um, did you get kicked out of that? Is that an elbow from a, a, a girl or a guy? Explain that, Jordan. There's a- <laughs> yeah, good start, Tommy. Mate, uh, my, uh, the missus tells me I didn't do the dishes correctly or something, I think. So, hence the, uh, if anyone can see me close enough. But no, I've been catering for about two weeks, mate. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a half assed rugby league player on weekends these days. So, uh, half assed would, uh, would indicate why I've ended up worse off with the black eye. So, apologies in advance. But hey, so listen, can I ask you how old you are? 32. So, um, you still training uh, for footy? Do you, do you train during the week? Yeah, we just play Div 2 now, reserve grade. So my A grade days are well and truly gone. Oh, I got one day a week, mate. One day a week's funny when you get to above 30, over 30. We have a bit of a, a saying that if you're over 30, you can train once a week. Rock up Saturdays, wrap the boots on and, and away you go. But is it? And can I ask you, Jordan, is it is it interchange? Can you come, and, come on and off as? Unlimited. Unlimited up in Brisbane. So right. we uh, we rotate through. There's actually a couple of uh, Sunny Coast agents. They might be in the gym, actually. I played against one of uh, a Sunny Coast agent on the weekend, actually. Brooke, uh, Brooke uh, Walters. I don't know if he's, um, I think he might be Kerrod's son. Kerrod Walters' son, actually. If you're watching Brooke, let me know. I can't remember his son. Is he a real estate agent? He's a real estate agent. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if it's who I'm thinking of, he's a gym member. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah the, you, there's a, and I met him once and we were talking about it and then I... I said, oh, he goes, oh, yeah, that's 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 my, I think he said it's my dad or that. I think it's him. Um, but I he, I saw him in Brisbane. He must have come into Brisbane. So he must have come there for a conference. Where does he work? Which office does he work at? Uh, I think it's Elite elite Lifestyle Group or something right. like that. I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, if he's watching, Rook, mate, give us a, give us a, give us a heads up. He'll love me for that. He'll, uh, he didn't try and take my head off on the weekend too. So thanks, mate. I was a bit dirty to him. He got a few face rubs and whatever else, but anyway, we digress. We digress. So, so Jordan, um, listen, social media, I have to say to you, every agent now is getting really excited knowing that they can build an incredible brand at an astonishing speed using social. And I ju- I've just noticed in recent weeks, more and more of our community are actually going off and executing some of the stuff that we speak about. I, I sit there and I follow and I watch people. Uh, but today we're going to talk, we've got about four or five themes we want to talk about. And I have to say, whenever I'm presenting or speaking to real estate agents about social media, it always comes up and that is, but Tom, you know, like I don't have a big following, Right. So everyone at some point had no following, if you think about it, right, on social media. Like, yeah. don't just sort of open up an account, right, 
And when you open up the account, Jordan, it does you don't just have like the minute it opens up all these followers. But more importantly, I'm just curious, mate, how important is it? Is it critical? And while that's happening, I want to let you know I've just spilt something. So you keep you you keep talking. I'm here. So when my face goes down, you'll just know why what I'm doing. I'm just low stress. Look, is it important? I mean, it, I guess the question is: Is a big following important, right? I mean, ultimately, no, it's not. Not not depending on where you want to uh, the way you want to look at it, but no, it's not um, in a simple sense. Because let's face it, I mean, ultimately, I tend to look at it. There's kind of there's a couple of different peers of social media. You've got you've got followers, you've got engagement, and then you've got attention, right? So if you don't have a big following, a, a big follower uh, count, but you've got strong attend, uh, strong engage, engagement, then it's irrelevant anyway. Tommy, you and I both know, we, and I've, I've heard you speak about this um, a few times. The um, I don't know what you, I've forgotten what you call them, but the guys who've got like the fake followers, right? We know, we know who they are. They're pretty easy to pick. But there's a lot of people out there who've got a big follower count, even if they are authentic followers, but they don't get strong engagement. Right, so I, I tend to look at it as a bit, of, look at it as a bit of a pyramid. Right, you've kind of got you've got followers at the bottom. Sure, followers are great. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be stuck with five or ten followers. You want a few more than ten followers. But regardless of the amount of followers you have, provided you're getting strong engagement, right? I tend to look at engagement as far more important than followers. Now, if you look at it, you know, let's let's look at it as your everyday look at influence accounts, for example, and you, people can go and have a look at their own engagement. For example, right, an old class engagement is like likes and comments and, and whatever else. But a good way to really track if you're getting five percent engagement of of your follower account, then I think you're doing pretty well. So even if you've got like you've got by two hundred five percent off off a big following, you know, if you're looking at five or ten thousand or, or more followers, if you're getting five percent, then you're doing really really well. Well, so you've only got engagement. What, how, how, how do you describe or define engagement? Well, most people are going to look at engagement as like a like or a comment or, or you know, a read more, for example, right? So if you're getting, let, let's look at his likes. A likes is a really easy way to look at it because we live in the world of Instagram, right? So if you're posting something on Instagram, if you're getting anywhere between three to 5% of your follower count likes your post, then just be happy, be happy with that. Now, if you look at if you look at the accounts who have 10, 20, 30, 40, 100,000 followers, typically the higher up in follower account you're going to go, the less engagement you're going to get because a lot of those people, minus yours, Tommy, because your engagement is just through the bloody roof. But you look at most influencers, let's call them influencers, a lot of those guys are probably only getting 1% engagement, right? Whereas if you look at some of these, like, I look at I follow a lot of real estate agents particularly those who create really good content. And I follow guys who only have three, four, 500 followers, but they're getting somewhere like 10, 20% engagement on each of their posts. So if you've only got three, four, 500 followers, but you're getting really strong engagement, who gives a shit? Because ultimately mm. you get, you're, you're, the engagement is more important than followers. Rewind five years ago when we're all in the world of influencers and whatever else, followers were, were the currency. But followers isn't currency anymore. Attention's the currency. And if I was to go back to the pyramid, the way I look at it is like I, I get far more attention. I've got far more attention. If you look at real estate as a whole, this isn't me gloating or anything like that, but minus you time, I track everyone, anyone who's got a who's got attention in the real estate industry, 
you're number one in the industry, and I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass, but you're number one in the industry in terms of attention and engagement. Number two is probably me. Like I've got a, I've got probably three thousand followers, next to nothing compared to some of the big guys in the industry. But I can tell you right now that I get a lot more attention and engagement on my content than what a lot of the 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 follower counts do. So don't stress over followers. Who gives a shit about followers, right? Followers is great. They're, 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 it's, it's like when you think about it, Jordan, it's, it's impact that you care about. And it doesn't matter whether that in- impact is coming with having a million followers or 10 followers. It's the impact that you, you, you make. Like, is the stuff that you're saying having an impact on people and getting their attention, looking at it? Because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard competition. People are scrolling. That, that thumb is scrolling at, at lightning speed when people are on the phone to try and stop them and get them to look at your stuff, you know? Absolutely. And let's face it. I mean, obviously, people don't want to be stuck following. People only ever needed a real estate agent for three to nine months, majority of the time, right? So, so you're not going to, it's it's really difficult to generate a following as a, as a real estate agent, unless you're a Rubenstein or a, or a Marty Fox, for example. But let's face it, majority of their following is other agents, it's colleagues. So I wouldn't be looking at Gav or Marty and going, I want a following uh, like that because it's not, it, it's an industry following, not so much uh, a, a local network following. So I wouldn't worry too much about a, a follower count as a real estate agent because it's very difficult. It's like, go look at any politician, right? Every politician has a pretty shit following in comparison to their reach and their attention as well. So don't don't beat yourself up about following. So to answer your question very simply, no, a big following isn't important. I would I would class engagement more important than a following, but here's the kicker. I'd put attention. I'd put attention above engagement. Because attention is the new currency. Attention is the oxygen, right? So if you've got attention, then you can create whatever you want with that attention, right? Look at me again. I'm, I'm, I'll bring it back to my business. Again, people, I get some agents who look at me and go, oh, if you're so good at social media, why have you only got 3,000 followers? Well, I've got a shitload of attention. And followers aren't, aren't, aren't irrelevant to me. I've got attention. I've got engagement. That's all that matters to me. That's my currency. Followers aren't my currency, right? And I think there's two ways to build attention. Here's a good one for you. Two ways to build attention. I don't know if you said this. It might have been like a emoji or something like that, but two ways to build attention. Um, sorry, any dogs floating around. Apologies for anyone listening. Two ways to build attention: time or money. Okay, so you've got the you've got the 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 Gary Vaynerchuk way of building attention. That's time, right? He's been building a brand for a long period of time. He never runs out. He just trades. Sorry for anyone listening. These dogs are going crazy. That's no, a lot of time. Not interfering. It's fine. Keep going. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of time invested into building that attention, right? And and that over time compounds. So you can look at you can look at time to build attention and to build engagement and to build your following. Gary V's done has nailed that to a T, right? The alternative to that is money, right? Now I don't mean money by going and buying followers. No one wants to do that. And there's again, we know there's people out there have done that. Don't do that because it's a shortcut. And you look like an idiot when you do it, but the other option is money, and if money means buying attention, now again we've talked about we've spoken about this in a number of webinars already. But by talking about buying attention, I'll refer to buying ads, buying media, so buying placements. Look at look at running ads on social media as like a billboard in and around your location. So that's another way to to generate to, to build attention. So time or money. A lot there's of people wrong, and there's nothing. Listen, 
if you're if you've got lots of money, there's nothing wrong with it. If you can do what uh, Harvey Norman do, what Coca Cola do, right? You got money, you can buy attention. Um, but really, so so can I ask you, Jordan? What is your view on on buying um, attention through ads? I'm all for it. That's how I run my business, right? My marketing business is purely, purely based on buying attention. But for me, it's a little bit, it's an interesting one because you've got to, for me, I never do any cold outreach. Like there's plenty of marketers out there and I guarantee majority of your listeners today have had people hit them up, DM them or whatever. Hey, can I, can I, what are you, what's your social media strategy? Can I help you with your running your ads? Now, a lot of the time, those, those marketers don't actually buy attention themselves. So they're all about helping agents run ads, but they don't actually run ads themselves which is crazy. So I have to protect my brand around buying attention or buying media because that's how I help agents run their ads, of course, as well. So I'm all for it, provided you do it correctly, right? Now, correctly is very vague, very, very gray. Um, but if, from a branding presence, it's it's the alternative to doing traditional marketing, right? I mean, ultimately, you can spend money on letterbox drop. And again, we've spoken about this other time before. I don't want to Rag on letterbox shops, more for it. My sales team still has letterbox shops, of course, as well. But it's 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 expensive way to generate attention. Online, it's a double whammy. Number one, you get a, you can probably get a follower from it. You get attention. Number one, you might pick up a follower, and then number two, you get engagement, which is pixel data, right? And we're probably going too deep into building a following conversation, talking about pixel data. But very simple, what pixel data is? It's your internal Facebook database, right? So if someone clicks on one of your ads. You've got their attention, you've got their engagement, and you can retarget those people consistently. Same way as anyone who's clicked on one of my ads in the past, that's why you keep seeing my face in your newsfeed every single day because I've taken your engagement and I can recycle and regurgitate that that engagement. So buying attention is not a bad thing because you create a database around that that that, uh, that attention. Now, listen, I, I know that people that are sitting on this on Facebook and on our uh, Zoom invite, are probably thinking to themselves, but let's assume I want. I th- let's assume they're saying I feel better, right? I feel better with what Jordan has just said, and that is, as long as I'm in the attention economy competition, I'm going to keep going. But what if they're also saying I want to be in the attention, I want to have a high engagement, but I'd rather have a high engagement on more followers? Are there yeah. any tips that you can give to increase followers? Absolutely, yeah. Let's make this let's make this a bit more um, practical as well. So it's it's an interesting one. I, I tend I tend to try and summarize it in, in yeah probably two or three key ones. One thing Tommy that a lot of agents have stopped doing, which you and I would have seen of seen a bunch of probably three, four, five years ago. Have you seen agents doing giveaways anymore? Like I, I don't know what not many agents do them anymore. It's, I used to see a guy a guy in Perth. Um, uh, what's his name? He was spending it. He must have been spending the prizes were damn good. Uh, he's with the agency now. Uh, but I forget his name, but he used to yeah. run school ticket competition. Yeah, yeah, You can do like school, going back to school packs. So like a, 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 a lady I used to work with, um, she used to do like a back to school thing. So she gets three backpacks, fill them up with books and lunch boxes and things like that. Easter's like another one you can do, um, like an Easter hamper pack, Christmas. Yeah, AFL tickets, NRL tickets, A-League tickets, whatever it might be. Those things are huge. Number one, it needs to be something of substance. That's a big one. Here's what spring, spring's coming up, right? So spring, spring cleaning. If you're getting your property ready to, to, for spring cleaning, don't get like a $2,000 Bunnings voucher or something like that. 
Like it has to, it can't be like $5. It can't be $100 because people aren't going to give two shits about it. There needs to be something of value and something of substance that's actually going to get it. But giveaways, I don't know why people stopped ever doing them. Like that's a, that's a way to skyrocket. It's how, so how would, simple. How would you do it? Like let's assume you invested two grand in a decent prize. What do you say? You win this, you're going to the, to, to, into the competition to win this $2,000 yeah. prize if what if you like so it. Like, like our page, share this comment, share this post. Like, like our page and share this post and tag two of your friends that you take to the footy with you. Something like that. It, it used to, and I, I stopped encouraging it for a while purely because um, it was getting overused and pretty saturated, but no one's really done it for the last probably 24 months. So it's, it's almost like a wide open door to really go crazy again. If you want a solid, loyal, more importantly, a local following. Disclaimer you need to put in your giveaways, though, is particularly if you're like looking after a certain BDA, put a little disclaimer at the bottom. This only applies for people in in the 2715 postcode or whatever it might be, right? So put a postcode to it or, or, or a geographical location. So you're only getting followers in your local submarket. Here's one for you. Um, let's try this out, Tommy. I'll give away if someone, if anyone who's watching this right now, go and like, go and follow my Instagram page, and I'll send you a DM with with a free six hundred dollar uh, uh, building your brand online uh, course. There you go. Sorry to plug myself there, Tommy, but I just want to show people how it works. Right. Okay. So if you go and follow my Instagram page, jordanbay.io, I'll send me a DM and I'll send you a free six hundred dollar course to build your brand. I want to show people how it works because giveaways are great. Like we we always do them. I mean, my real estate agency because. They are powerful and they get a lot of local followers. Whereas things like reels and things like that, they're powerful. Don't get me wrong. They're getting a lot more exposure now. The issue, of course, with reels is you can show up. If you're in Brisbane, you can show up in Perth or like anywhere, right? It doesn't, you, you might get followers that aren't actually uh, local, hyper local to your market. So, one big one is, is giveaways. Like it, you can tailor a giveaway to any point in the market spring, Christmas, Easter, going back to school whatever it might be, or if there's a local competition in your local market, so a local uh, club or, or something in your local marketplace that you can support, get around that club, you know, raise money for that club and like this post, follow my page, whatever, things like that. So that's one, giveaways. Second one that I'm talking a lot about, of course, is is create value-tainment. Value-tainment. What value-tainment is, Tom, is information, education, and entertainment all in one. Information, education, and entertainment all in one. Valuetainment, okay? So we spoke about this last uh, last time we did the webinar about building a personal brand. I want to really drive home about finding your USP or finding your little sub-market inside your market, right? And then creating valuetainment around that sub-market, okay? So don't just create a video for the sake of creating a video. Don't just put out a, a post just for the sake of putting out a post. Create an agenda and almost create a bit of a content calendar around your little USP or your little sub-market that you're interested in. Make it informational, educational, and entertaining. Okay, so that's the second one. Create value-tainment because people want to follow um, people that they're going to get value from or entertainment from. You know, well, If you look at any of my followers, I follow people who are industry leaders, um, in regardless of the industry, industry leaders, and people who make me laugh. That's that's what I follow. I don't follow anything. If if I see someone who's just posting listing after listing, I'm not going to follow that because I'm, I'm sick of seeing listings in my newsfeed. But if someone makes me laugh or it's something that's industry leader or or valuable to 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 me, they don't even have to be industry leaders. They might only have a smaller following than me. But if they're giving what's of value, it's funny you say that because I was at a at a conference once and there was a, 
a guy who worked in um he worked he, he worked in the entertainment industry in in movies. Anyway, color, I won't bore the audience, but it was a panel, and then someone turned around and he he, they, he actually answered it so well because it was a very awkward question. He said, "How do how do you how do you feel have entertainers? That's right. It was entertainers getting paid millions of dollars, um, where you've got someone else that might be highly skilled." at a technical job, and they're only earning $200,000. And his response was, hey, listen, I want to let you know the reason why entertainers get paid so much is they're able to change the emotional state of people that are that are watching them. And that, Love that. why they're getting that money. They've got the ability to do that, right? And that's what you're sort of saying is that you're producing content that actually changes and transforms people internally, you know? Yeah, who is it? Simon, uh, Simon Sinek. It's not, it's, not, uh, it's not what you say, it's how you make people feel, right? So how you're making people feel with the content you, that you're putting out isn't the same as every other agent that's doing in your local market. Um, Casey Neistat, a YouTuber, I don't know if anyone knows who Casey Neistat is, but um, he, he has one. He holds a camera himself. Obviously. Yeah, he's... He's probably, he's like the OG content creator. He's the OG, OG YouTuber, right? Um, Casey and I said that a lot. If you're doing whatever else is doing, you're doing it wrong. And if anyone's seen any of my marketing, I talk about that all the time. If you're doing whatever else is doing, you're doing it wrong. So yeah, create value, taming around that. Like um, I was only talking to uh, Anthony Thompson. He's going to love this. Hopefully he's watching because I shared uh, our Instagram black property group up in, um, I think they're in Aspley or North Lakes or something like that. He said, um, he, he, he's going to love that I said this. He sent me a DM on Instagram before I called today, and he said, "All you got to do is post um, negative negative comments you get on all your all of your posts. That's a good way to build engagement. Like attack the keyboard warriors. That's a really good tool as well because that's value tainment. People are going to love watching people, you know, keyboard warriors and trolls and stuff like that. Oh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to tell you, Jordan, he's 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 not wrong because um, um, occasionally I go to TikTok." There's some random illogical comment. You press reply and then press on the camera icon so you can respond back by video, right? Yeah, but what yeah. it does is it pins their comment on the video, right? Yeah, I say those. Right. Yeah. And then what you do is I, I save it and then I also plug it into to Instagram. And it does, it does this, it it causes you know, anything contentious. The algorithm's going to love, isn't it? Hundred percent. And here's another one. And tiptoe this line in your own peril, I guess. But one thing that I love is I love throwing rocks in your competition. Like I love that. I mean, that's entertaining. If if you can take the piss out of another agent or throw rocks in your competition, I can tell you right now, your audience is going to love watching that. So there's another idea. But again, do it with a bit of respect and whatever else. You don't want to yell throw anyone else under the bus. So that's another one. So create value time. The third one, probably just try to be cautious time here, Tommy, is I love the idea. And you and I spoke about this very briefly at Eric. Create a community. Create a community. That's how you can increase your following. Now, it's very difficult for an agent necessarily to create a community around their following. But here's a here's an idea. I actually shared this in um, my own Facebook group. Actually, I, I asked Susan if anyone wants to jump in in my Facebook group, she can post a link to the comments in that. But in my community, I talk about this a lot as well, building your own community. So hear me out for a moment. What I mean about building a community is 
let's say, for example, Tommy, you work in the, the eastern suburbs of Sydney, right? Here's where the attention is. Create exclusive, create your own Facebook group. Now, it doesn't matter if it's got 10, 100, or 1,000 people in it, but let's name that group Eastern Suburbs Property Updates, okay? Eastern Suburbs Property Updates. And every single week, every single month, you're posting new updates, behind-the-scenes stuff that people might not actually get a feel for just by following your everyday agent. Give little tidbits of value that people might not be able to get directly from following another agent. And and don't don't um, don't try and sell yourself in that group. Just be very value driven. If you want to run ads or any of posts, anything that you post on social media, at the bottom of it, just put a call to action back to that group. Right. So. Here's my um, property update for today, blah, blah, blah. If you want more information or more in-depth knowledge about what's happening in the eastern suburbs, here's a link to our private group. There's a bunch of value in there. Again, the disclaimer here is you cannot sell yourself. Don't try and pick up listings out of the group. They'll come to you just by the amount of value that you have in that group. So, so Jordan, do you think the group should have a a geographic theme to it? Like, Yeah. If you're in double- 100%. Any- It'd be more relevant to be doing eastern suburbs real estate or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Make it suburb specific, postcode specific, or if you're a bit of a general specific area like the Hills District, whatever it might be, but make it very specific to your area and just spend a lot of time focusing on that group. You know, like look at your real estate gym group. Look at like my Facebook marketing community group. There's 4,000, I've got 4,000 people in my marketing group. All I do is just post bits of pieces in there that I don't actually post on my Facebook page. Or that I don't put out to my email community, little tidbits because these people are loyal, right? Now, not all of these, not all those people might be ready to engage with my marketing services or uh, ready to engage with me, but it's a value-driven tool, right? And they know that they're not they're not stupid. They know that I'm obviously trying try, try to give them value to in turn build loyalty back to me. But I get a lot of you know really strong engagement out of that and a lot of good feedback out of that because it's content that I'm not posting elsewhere. And you can do it. You can post post little teasers on your Instagram and Facebook page, and then do the full version into your community. For example, so there's another one: giveaways, valuetainment, creative community. I think they're they're really good ones. I think that are that are really getting utilised at the moment. Okay, what about before we finish off today? I know we've got about five minutes or thereabouts. Any simple hacks that you can suggest to help once you've got that bit of following to help that engagement? Yeah, and I'll keep this short because there is one more thing that I want to touch on with, particularly with platforms. So. With the hacks of engagement, I've got three really good ones. Number one, keep it short. Like shorts, so YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, TikToks, those three are the, the most um, engaged with content at the moment. So keep it short. So tip to keep it really short, don't start the video by saying, hey, it's Jordan Bain from ABC Real Estate. Forget your name. Already, they can already see your name in the title. So don't put your name in it. Keep it short. 30 to 60 seconds, 90 seconds max. Number one, more engagement, keep it short. Number two, uh, vertical, vertical orientation, right? So not not uh, 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 landscape, vertical orientation because then it's going to be exposed to more people. Subtitles is a good one. So you include subtitles, the amount of people that, let's face it, sitting on the toilet watching that, watching uh, videos and reels and whatever else. They don't want to be seen or heard, whatever else. So I watch, watch and listen to those subtitles. Third one, this is the most powerful one. Yeah, I love this one, Tommy. What are we doing right now? You and I, what are we doing right now? We're collaborating, right? Yeah collaborate more collaboration is the new influencer marketing right this is the, probably the best piece of gold anyone who is still listening we might have dropped some people off i don't know if anyone's still listening this is the biggest piece of nugget you'll get collaboration is the new influencer marketing hear me out for a second if you can cross collaborate across two different real estate agents 
even if they don't work in the same brand as you. If it's one of your competitors, go and collaborate together. If it's a mate that you crab coffee with or have a beer with, go and collaborate. Create content with them. Share, you know, go through, do walkthrough through listings or market updates or whatever is happening in the market. Collaboration is huge. Gary V used to talk about it all the time. Collaborate. Like, because then you're getting, if, if, if Elton John and Nicki Minaj collaborated, all of a sudden you start getting Nicki's audience, Elton John's audience, merged together, and you're like, holy shit, I actually quite like Elton John's audience or music. And then Elton John's looking at it going, oh, I actually don't mind Nicki Minaj's music. That's oh, an exaggeration, right? But you look at it, you see it all the time in, in major professions. Why are we doing more of it as well, right? Yeah. So collaborations. And then tag that person in the Instagram or Facebook collaboration as well. It's the new influencer marketing. It's a whole lot cheaper as well. Yeah, well, I've got to say, um, when I do a Insta Live and I bring someone in, the, I'll give you an example. Mark, uh, Mark Burris I brought in three weeks ago mm-hmm. on an Insta Live. Mate, I noticed as soon as so he requested, so I did speak to him. I was in Bali and the rates had just been announced that they'd gone up by a quarter of a percent. And he said, yeah, yeah, I want to do a live with you. So he went on and I accepted, right? He came on. And as soon as he came on, he must have had all his notifiers, his, his uh, followers, followers notified because it went up from 200 uh, views to 1,000. And, and I was trying to concentrate and I'm staring at it, right? Um, and and then the same thing happened on Insta Live with um, with Leon, Leonidas from Property Central. I, he said, mate, can you come on to this, uh, uh, my Insta Live? He does an Insta Live on the market and he goes, oh, mate, I had my best ever. He goes, the only problem is they're all real estate agents. They're all real estate agents. They weren't vendors in Penrith. But listen, you said you had something important to say about platforms. Platforms. Let's talk about platforms. I'll keep this short and sharp because I know we're we're probably at the time level already. Um, I get asked a lot, and you probably do, Tommy, as well, by by members uh, and guys that you coach about, more so about what what are the best platforms to focus on. I think – we, I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago as well. I think a lot of agents are getting paralyzed with so many different platforms to market themselves on. I tend to keep it, if you're very new to creating content, I tend to um, encourage agents to try and focus on two, right? So whatever that you're spending the most time on, whether it's Facebook and Instagram or Instagram and TikTok or TikTok and YouTube, regardless of what it is, just focus on two, whatever is most comfortable to you. And really nail down those two and then start to cross-collaborate across multiple platforms. However, I haven't really started uh, looking at an, an alternative option. And what I'm trying to start starting to do with my business as well, Tom, is, is I'm starting to schedule a day in my week or a day in my month, which is just solely focused on, on content creation, right? So what I'm doing is, here's, I've just got this written down so I don't, so I don't screw it up, but Basically, what you want to try and do is, is if you want to try and focus on multiple different platforms, here's four steps to write down or here's four steps to take note of. So create one hour or a couple of hours a week, whatever it might be, or a couple of hours a month as your content, schedule it into your calendar. So number one, here's the first part to start with it. Create a script. So your first step is create a script. It could be 500 to 1,000 words long, regardless of whatever it might be, and record it. So that can be your video, right? So number one, create a script and record a video for YouTube. So there's your YouTube platform content done. So make sure you create a script because if you're just winging it, good luck. If you need to create content, you're screwed. So create a script, number one, 
record a video. It can be iPhone. That's fine. Okay. Push that onto YouTube, the full video, the raw version of it. Don't worry about getting it edited if you can't have the money. Push that onto YouTube. So there's your YouTube content. YouTube, I don't know if you realize, Tommy, YouTube's going off at the moment. Second thing, turn uh, that video into a short blog. So summarize it into probably one to 200 words, okay? But post it to uh, Facebook with a two-minute video, okay? So summarize your five-minute video into two, one to two minutes, okay? Because people don't watch videos on Facebook more than two minutes. So summarize it to one to two minutes and summarize your whole script into a summarized blog time. So there's your Facebook. So now we've got fa- YouTube, we've got Facebook. The third one's going to be threads. We're all familiar with threads and Twitter now, right? Summarize that into a short thread, okay? And, and you don't have to use threads or Twitter. People are looking at threads and Twitter going, I don't know what to do that. You can skip this step. I'll leave it up to you. If you want to do threads or Twitter, summarize into a thread. So probably, you know, 90 words. I think it is 90 words or less for, for threads or Twitter. And then just do a thumbnail of your video. And then you can direct people back to YouTube. So now you got threads and Twitter. The fourth one, and hopefully people are keeping up. I don't want to talk too quick. The fourth one is Instagram. Summarize your entire script into four to five bullet points, okay, with a behind-the-scenes photo or a bloopers for Instagram, okay? So there's four. So you want to, my, again, my recommendation, try and focus on probably two pieces, two platforms is my recommendation. The ones that you resonate with most, the ones you spend the most time on, if you want to nail all four, you need to schedule it in. Schedule some time into your calendar each week as a content day or a content couple of hours. Get a script, record the video, and then repurpose all of that content. Don't regurgitate it. Don't use the same content on YouTube as you do on Facebook and Instagram. You need to regurgitate and recycle it specific for that platform. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. That's great advice. That's very good advice. And and I think it's important to know, and, and I fall into the habit sometimes, I think to myself, Oh, that's the death of Facebook. It's not happening, but that's you know that's not necessarily the case. Because I'm even as I'm talking to you, I was thinking to myself, let's have a look. As you're talking, I'm flicking around on my phone, thinking about how to execute that. But as I was scrolling, mate, I got a post here. I posted two days ago on Facebook. So I don't. So Facebook posts happen automatically through Insta with me because I've got that. Mm. I'm just having a look here. A thousand likes, six hundred and fifty-six comments, five hundred and forty shares. So I wouldn't underestimate. Facebook is still got a role, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's all Insta TikTok now." Now I look at I look at Facebook. Facebook's got a real, real opportunity as like a blog platform now. I think. I, I think. And I I just I just do. Um, I, I was excited when Threads came along because I'm a real brain dumper, right? So. I'll, I'll post something on my Facebook, um, just written, written ad copy, you know, written, written word, not so much video or, or, or photos a lot of times. Sometimes it's just written content. And I'll judge the reactions to that. And then I'll create um, my, my brand strategy or my ad content around whatever. So it's, it's a really good place to test content. It's a really good place to get um, engagement and really see what performs and what doesn't perform. So you can... You can really use uh, 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 Facebook as like a what we call a sandbox strategy. It's like just a testing, testing opportunity. But I really think Facebook's got. I think it's got some legs left. I think, I think it's really uh, more of a, yeah, as I said, a more of a blog type type platform. You're gonna get more engagement. People are gonna read a lot more of your content. Um, 
And again, if it's longer form videos, then obviously there's more, more opportunity to get engagement there. So, but yeah, I think, look, I think YouTube is another one. YouTube shorts, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get YouTube shorts as well myself, but it's such a tough one. It is difficult because if you try and spread yourself across so many platforms, you're paralyzed. The thing I like about YouTube, and I've only noticed this as me being a consumer, when I'm searching content on on Google, it gives you searchable content. You don't get that really with the other platforms. But, you know, if I type in a, a, a subject, the search results on Google, like we all go to Google, yeah. right? search results on Google always bring me now YouTube videos, whether they're shorts or the longer form. So it does create searchable content. So if you were shooting video how to bid at auction, or when should you be setting a reserve, all that sort of stuff. It gets picked up on the SEO. That's good. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I did forget about that even in my own notes. Yeah. S- so YouTube is incredible for SEO. You're right. I mean, I actually, I tried to share uh, one of your um, uh, listeners hadn't caught um, our last uh, webinar. And and I should, I thought, should, rather than emailing Susan and asking for the link to the webinar, I just Googled Jordan Bain and Tom Panels. And the first video that came up was, was YouTube video. I'm like, oh yeah, great. Copy, paste, send it to one of my clients. Um, so yeah, you're right. S- the SEO for, for YouTube is really powerful. Yeah, don't underestimate YouTube. I think YouTube is is a bit of a sleeping sleeping dog at the moment. I think it um I think it's got some some longer term legs than a lot of the other platforms. That's for sure. Uh, All right. So there's a couple of questions. Just you know, this take 60 seconds. By the way, Scott, thank you for being kind enough. Paul Tonich is the name of the person I was thinking about that was running competitions in Perth where I was uh, sort of trying to get the his name out of uh, my tongue, but I couldn't come up. And then just one last question, or there's two. How do you find the balance of providing everything you have to offer versus enough to attract engagement, following an attention to you from others? What are the key metrics? Love this question. This is a great question. What you want to do is you want to you want to give his give everything away, give everything away, give everything away, every bit of knowledge that's in your head, give every single ounce of it away, okay, minus the how. So give a provide a shit ton of free content, every little bit of knowledge that's in your head, give it away. Just don't people show people, don't tell people how to do it, right? That's why they come to you because they don't they don't, they don't care about how to do it. I just care about the the, the, the yeah. why to do it, yeah. right? So give it all away in minus the house. So whatever I say, yeah, I give it all away. I hate it. I, I hate it when you see so. I hate it when you see something on social media which they're basically. I mean, it's just got commission breath all over it. It's like like it's not even about the how. The bottom line is they're giving you the bad stuff and they're suggesting. You'll only get the good stuff if you go through this paywall. Well, the way I see it, Jordan, is if if I don't like the stuff I'm seeing already, mate, I've already made up my mind about it. So I'm not taking the next step. So in some ways, your best stuff should be the the stuff that you're giving out for free if you think about it. You know the best word to use is in in providing creating content? But, right? Okay. So what a lot of people do is they'll talk about a positive and then they'll go, oh, but. The negative could happen. Talk about the negative first. So, if you don't sell at auction, blah 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 blah, and then throw the butt in. But it's not a bad thing because this can happen. And then highlight the positive. Right. So, um, Alex Hormozy talks about it. 
everyone knows Eminem, right? Everyone's seen the movie Eight Mile. The reason Eminem was so successful because he bashed himself first. He beat himself up. He got all these negatives out there. He's white. He's blah, blah, blah. He's this. He's from a trailer park. Blah, blah, blah. So he spoke about all of his negatives, right? And then, but then it gave nothing else to, for, for the person to go back on, right? So put all the negatives out there. You might not sell your home. The market is shit at the moment. Interest rates suck. Whatever you want to talk about. But here's the opportunity. So negative, but opportunity, right? So negative first, positive second. Why? Because we just spoke about it. People love hearing the negative. People are addicted to that stuff. That's why they watch bloody Carl Stefan Ovik every morning because they love hearing the negatives. And I, and I think, and I think, you know, and I think negative, negative can give you credibility. I mean, because people, yeah. you, you, you do the opposite. I mean, the thing that bugs me the most, uh, Jordan, Jordan, is when you, you get agents that, you know, are just looking, everything's great, it's all upbeat, and then they're sitting there hammering their vendors to take an offer saying, oh, well, you know, we've got 12 rate rises, it's pretty tough out there, right? Um, uh, but uh, listen, last question. Uh, it's my profile. It says it's my professional profile page. This is for a question from Brian. Um, I don't want them to follow rather than like my page. Is it the same? He's saying, is it the same? To follow. Oh, okay. So, so we've actually had this question before. Might be the same person's asking. You got your professional uh, uh, page where people like your page, and then you've got your personal profile where people add you as a friend. So you need a profile to be able to create a page. So if, if you've got a Facebook page, everyone's got a profile as well. I wouldn't be getting people to follow your your profile. I'd be getting people to, to like your page. So don't add you as a friend. Get them to 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 to, to follow your page or like your page. Um, so you don't want to. I got the impression. I got the impression he's asking if it's my profile, if it's his business page, is there a difference whether they like or follow it or not oh okay if they like or follow it no i mean ultimately i don't know what my <laughs> mic to follower ratio is no so if they if they follow your page this is a new thing tommy that they brought out facebook brought out probably two years ago so yeah you can choose i could choose to like i could i could choose to follow tom panos but not actually like tom panos it's, right it's, it's irrelevant yeah so to answer the right question you're getting their attention yeah, correct. All right, sir. I want to thank you so much. This Jordan Bain, his details are there. His Facebook community is there. You know where to get onto him. His Instagram's offering. He's given uh, anyone that likes it, he'll get a uh, the, the, what was it? What, free branding course. Yeah, free branding course. So we normally sell it at 600 bucks. So I'll give it to anyone. I just want to, I just want to, more, more of a bit of a testing thing for me as well to see how, see how we go with it. But giveaways, giveaways are a good thing. So follow my Instagram page, jordanbain.io. I'll DM you with a uh, with a link to to sign up for free to our branding branding course. Thank you so much. My pleasure, my friend Uru.